Hello. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Collide Kids Podcast, hosted by Kristen Clark. This is a show for kids and families. You are going to meet new people and have fun while you listen. Let's do it! Hey, y'all. Merry Christmas. Welcome to the Collide Kids Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Clark. The Collide Kids Podcast is a show for kids and families where we learn together how life and faith collide. I am so glad you're here today. It brings me so much Christmas joy to know that you're listening with me. If this is your first time listening, I am so glad you're here. Be sure to listen to the end of every episode. That's where we have the kids-only segment where kids just like you get to be on the podcast. Well, I'm really excited to remind you guys as you are out Christmas shopping or maybe doing some shopping online to head over to my social media pages and check out all the really cool Collide Kids podcast merch. We have t-shirts and sweatshirts for kids and adults and some really cute coffee mugs. All of the proceeds go to help and support the podcast. So head over to my Facebook or my Instagram page and you can find more information about that. You can also check out my Amazon gift guides and some fun things for you to check out there. Again, all of the proceeds go to help the podcast and supporting this ministry. You guys, I cannot believe it is almost Christmas. You know, last year we surprised our kids on Christmas morning with a box full of pet supplies. Now, this was a surprise because we did not have a pet at the time. And so it was our way of saying in a few weeks that we were going to go pick out our first puppy. And we named him Arlo and we got him in January and he is adorable. And we still love him, even though he is a lot of work. I don't know how many of you guys out there have pets. If you do, you know, pets are a lot of work, especially if you have more than one. We have one and he takes a lot of our time. But there are people out there I know that have more than one. They have two or three or five or seven. Well, if you're an animal lover like me and you might have maybe more than one pet, I think you're really going to be interested in our guest today. Her name is Jen Bleakley. She's the author of the Proverbs devotional series and Project Solomon. She holds a master's degree in mental health counseling and worked for several years as a grief counselor before discovering her passion for writing and animals. This is why I am so excited to chat with Jen today about her latest book, Proverbs for Kids, which is a devotional series for kids that's all about animals and even a few stories about some of her family's pets. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this conversation with my friend, Jen Bleakley. Well, Jen, I am so excited to have you on the Collide Kids podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I can't believe we're here. I it's what happened. It was just July and Seriously? now we're yeah. now we're celebrating Jesus, which I'm fine with that. I love Christmas. It's just Absolutely. Oh, me too. <laughs> this year has flown by. It's crazy. Would you just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah. So I'm Jen Blakely. I am a wife, a mom, a daughter, a friend, an animal lover, and I'm an author, which even though I have been writing books now for the past seven years, um, it still feels a little surreal to say that because I never, like growing up, I didn't set out to be an author. I, I never really thought that would be something that I would do as a career. Um, I worked for several years as a grief counselor for children and families, helping them deal with 
like really hard things like the the death of a loved one. And I loved that. But um, when we moved to a new state and I stayed home with my then babies, I just started praying after my kids went back into school or started school. I started praying and just asking God, what would you have me do in this new season of life? And several weeks into praying those prayers, I met a blind horse named Joey um, who would change my life. I <laughs> I um, met this horse and heard his story and started, I was just so mesmerized by how God was using a blind horse to help people see hope that I went home and told my husband and my kids about it. And then I told my parents and my friends. And um, pretty soon I just started writing about this horse's story. And um, eventually those writings became a book. And I was so enamored with the concept of how God can use animals to help us see him. Yeah. That it just opened this whole other passion of mine. I'd always loved writing. As a kid, I was one of those weirdo kids that just loved research papers and loved writing. And I was a very shy child who found it very difficult to speak to other people. And my sweet daddy recognized that. And so he would write letters to me and leave them in front of our coffee maker. And um, he would encourage me to write back. And so I, I developed a love for the written word through those letters with my dad. Just never thought I would do anything with it professionally. And then ended up sharing Joey's story, which became my first book. And um, now I'm nine books in and and each one focuses on the lessons we can learn from animals and how animals can help point our hearts to God. So that's a little bit about me in a nutshell. I love that. I'm so excited to talk to you about that because I love animals and I know a lot of our listeners are huge animal fans. So this is going to (laughs) be a lot of fun. Okay. Before we get into all of that, because this is a show for kids, I always make my guests tell me a joke. So do you have a joke you want to share with us today? I do. I have two. I couldn't decide which one. So my first one is just, and they're both about animals, of course. So (laughs) why are fish so smart? I don't know. Because they live in schools. (gasps) That's true. They're in school. (laughs) Very good. I like that one. That's a smart one. Okay. And then my second one is, what did the horse say to the family that moved in next door? I don't know. Hey, neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) He was being neighborly. (laughs) That's awesome. Oh, those are great. Good job. I like like those animal jokes. So (laughs) speaking of animals, I read something about you. You have a lot of pets. We do. And a lot of different kinds of pets. Please tell us about all your pets. Well, right now we're down to just three. We've lost a couple of fish and frogs along the way, but um, we have a very needy golden retriever named Gracie who, if she's laying, she's asleep beside me, so I won't say her name too loud, but um, nice. um, she is my shadow, my best buddy. Um, we have a stray cat named Foxy. We thought Foxy was a girl when we found Foxy, um, and then three years <laughs> into having Foxy, we realized Foxy's a boy, but his name stuck, so he's Foxy the boy cat. It's very complicated, but we like love <laughs> we love Foxy. He started off as a stray who now is in the house more than he's out. And um and then my kids were begging for a bearded dragon, which if are you familiar with bearded dragons? I mean, I've seen pictures. But... Okay, so yeah, so like a cross between an iguana and a lizard. Ugh. And um I had a hard no reptile rule and I held out for a long time, but those kids wore me down with their tenacity and persistence. We'll, we'll just make it a positive okay. trait. And um, and so <laughs> for Christmas one year, they got their bearded dragon, which they named Captain Tim. 
I call him Jabba <laughs> the Hutt because he just lays around on this little hammock thing and he's just there. So I'll walk in every morning like, you, you good, buddy? Is this what you thought your life would be? But um, he seems happy. <laughs> My kids play with him. And so there you go. We're a dog, a cat, and a bearded dragon for now. <laughs> I love that. And I, yeah, I, I also have a hard and fast no reptile rule. And um, and I don't think we're going to cross it. I don't yeah, think stay my strong. kids could ever. Stay yeah, strong. I'm going to hold out. I, I did not realize um, bearded dragons have a lifespan of like 25 years. <gasps> oh, did not appreciate worse. that <laughs> when we got this dragon. So he's he's here for a while. <laughs> yeah. I, I tell my kids, when you have a house, you can have a reptile in your house, yes. but I won't have one in my house. So yeah. if you want to live with me... <laughs> You're going to have to abide by that rule. My my kids did a PowerPoint presentation, I guess that was a couple years ago, and um, just for a dog. So we finally got Aww. a dog in January last. And so we've had him for almost a year. Yeah. So yeah, he's cute. That. We we like him. We like him a lot, but he is not Aww. a reptile. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. They, I have to say dogs are a lot more cuddly than bearded yes. dragons. So. <laughs> yes. That's amazing. So does your bearded dragon inspire you to write anything? Have you written any stories or books about your bearded dragon? I have written a story. So I have a line of devotionals, which Proverbs for Kids, which we'll talk about later, is part of that series. Um, so a series of devotionals called Proverbs, like and um and so I have there is a Captain Tim story in Proverbs. So he did make it into the book. There's not a lot of inspiration that comes from the dragon, other than maybe just being content with what God has given us. Because Captain Tim is very content. He's fine. He's good in his hammock. That's all he needs. That is all he needs. A little bit of food, some water, and he's good. Okay, sorry, one more bearded dragon question. What yeah. do they eat? So when he was little, when he was younger, he ate crickets. Uh, I guess we could still feed him crickets. I'll be honest. I don't know that he could like have the energy to go get them anymore. <laughs> so there's there's bearded dragon food. They're like little pellets. And okay. um, so he he has his food and his water and his hammock. And he's <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> I didn't know this whole podcast would be all about your bearded dragon, but I just, I'm fascinated. I love it. I love learning. So anybody out there that's thinking about getting their kids a bearded dragon for Christmas, now you know what it's like. They live for 25 years. I'm just going to yes. leave it at that. Just, you got to hold out. Don't, don't give in. Okay. So I love something you said earlier. You said animals can teach us so much. What are some things that you have learned through animals? There's so much. They can teach us about ourselves. Um, they can teach us about others. They can teach us about God. I, I think one thing that when I met the blind horse, Joey, that just, I, it became so obvious is that animals can teach us how to be good listeners. That, you know, as as kids were talking about why they love Joey, it was, I could be myself with him. He sees mm. me how I really am because I don't have to. He was blind. Like he, one, he was a horse. <laughs> Two, he was blind. So there, that mask that we sometimes, that like metaphorical mask that we often will wear thinking we have to pretend like we're happy when we're not or, or pretend that we have it together when we don't, that they didn't have to wear that. Joey was just mm -hmm. there and kids would talk to him and really share with him things that they maybe couldn't share with another human. And so recognizing that animals can teach us to be good listeners, to to be present with another person and to be that source of unconditional 
love and acceptance. So for sure, how to be a good listener. They teach us how to be, that it's okay to be silly sometimes. Um, my mm-hmm. my golden retriever is really good at that, that she doesn't take <laughs> herself too seriously or seriously at all. <laughs> She's good to just, she loves to be quiet and she loves to be silly. And so, you know, the, the importance of rest, the importance of play, I think that it's okay to ourselves and to feel our feelings. Um, Gracie doesn't care if I, she doesn't mind if I cry. She doesn't mind if I laugh. Like she just wants to be with me mm-hmm. and I can express my true feelings to, to her. Um, they, you know, the Bible tells us to consider like the ant to look at the raven. Um, the Bible tells us a lot to look at animals. And so we can learn about hard work. And, you know, I'm watching the squirrels right now, just bearing acorns all over my yard, getting ready for winter. <laughs> and so we can learn about preparation and thinking ahead. So there's really so many beautiful things we can learn from them just about kind of day-to-day life. And then the one that just is such a, a gift to me is is how they really can point our hearts to God as well. I love that that Gracie's my shadow. She's with me everywhere, but then that really becomes a picture of God being with me. And mm-hmm. that even though she is close and will follow me everywhere, even into the bathroom, which makes for some awkward moments. But um <laughs> you know, I love that. But then to realize that God is even closer, that he's yeah. as close as my breath. And and so that picture of faithfulness really does point our hearts ultimately to God. And the fact that animals can show us what trust and faith looks like, how our pets depend on us to feed them and Mm -hmm. look to us for care. And so we can, how much more can we trust God and look to him for care? Yeah, I love that. I definitely feel the unconditional love part from my dog. You know, we could he could totally destroy something in the middle of the room. <laughs> and then, you know, like, he's just like, okay, now, like, even if you're mad at him or you yell at him, <laughs> he still follows you around and still, you know. My favorite thing was when we first got a dog, you know, when we're unloading the groceries from the car. And so you come inside and the dog's like, you're here, you're here. And he's jumping up and down. And then you leave and you go get another load of groceries and come back. And he's like, oh my gosh, you're, you're back. I, I missed you. And I just love that about dogs that they're so excited and yeah. and just that unconditional love that they extend to us. And yeah. it makes it easy to love them back, you know? It's very, so, very much so. Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> I love that. And yeah, I think that's true that there's so many things that point us back to God. And and I think God did that on purpose, don't you? Like he created all these amazing animals to reflect these different characteristics that we can see. Yeah. I just think that's so beautiful. Very much so. And of course, you know, he made people as his image bearers. So yeah. ideally, like we're the ones that reflect him. But in his kindness and his his infinite wisdom, he knows that sometimes people hurt each other and it can be hard for someone to trust another person. And so what a kindness. And I see that so clearly with, with therapy dogs or therapy animals that, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes when a person, a child has been hurt by another person, the animal becomes the the bridge so that a, a person who's trustworthy and wants to help can get in, but the animal, it provides the door. And so they'll, yeah. they'll bond with the therapy dog first, and then the, the caring adult can come in and, and help. And so just a, a beautiful kindness that he, he uses people, but he also will work through animals. 
Absolutely. I love that. So you have a devotional that's just come out called Proverbs. I love the name. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So Proverbs, um, it started as a a stories I would tell my kids. One summer, I I made the horrible mistake of um, not packing my kids' bedtime books. So they had set them on the bed. Totally my fault. I did not put them in the bag. And so that first night, it's like, what do we do? There's nothing to read. So we we had a golden retriever at the time named Bailey, and I started making up stories about Bailey and um, that her family was was doing devotions out of Proverbs, and she went and took the lesson and told her puppies, and then the puppies were acting out the proverb. So that's kind of the genesis of where this began, and then after talking to my publisher, it morphed into a devotional series, but... I love that it started for children and now we've come out. Um, this is the fourth book in the series and now this one's for kids. So it, this one is just extra special for me, but it, it's just a devotional for kids who love animals. And um, each one has a story of an actual, a true story about an actual animal and actual kids. And um, just like a little lesson from that story that we can kind of just see something about God. And there is, in fact, a story about the bearded dragon in this book. Yay. And yay. <laughs> and um and so each story it's a short little story, a fun story about the animal and then there's a pause and ponder section where we just ask some questions and kind of think about the story and then there's a pause and pray section. And of course each pause is the PAWS. And so the kids can can read the story. If they just want to read a story, they can read the story. If they want to go deeper, they can read the pause and ponder and then we can kind of do some practice prayers with the pause and pray. I love that. There's 30 stories in this book. We have another one coming out in September, I believe, um, with another 30 stories. And um, that one, I think it's the second book that tells the story of my very first pet was a grasshopper named Georgie because my parents were allergic to animal fur. So (laughs) I was the kid that had a grasshopper for a pet. So it was so much fun to write, so much fun to work on. And uh, my heart for this book was to like gently help kids kind of process some of the harder things, um, like big feelings that we might have, like anger, um, disappointment, loss, grief, um, but to do it in a child-friendly way in little doses and using animals to help. That's very cool. So definitely, if you have a kid that loves animals, this would be a great devotional. And it probably would still be a really fun devotional, even if they don't I mean, who doesn't love animals? But you know what I mean? Like, if they're <laughs> yeah. not super animal passionate, that's still okay. I think they would still really enjoy it. Very much so. And it's packed with beautiful pictures and all the pictures are of, of kids with animals. It's just, it's, it's a beautiful, fun book. That's amazing. So can we talk a little bit about devotional books? Because I love a good devotional. I think it's so helpful for me in my Bible study and my yeah. time to just kind of get focused. I love using devotionals as a way to kind of gear up the day. Like, what am yeah. I going to do today? What am I going to think about today? Um, and then also, sometimes I like to read them at night right before I go to bed, just as a way to calm my mind down yeah. if I have a lot of thoughts or a lot of stresses and things like that. So can you talk a little bit about why you decided to create a devotional? Why why a devotional instead of just a, a storybook? I think for the devotional, I, I love just the exactly what you said, just that short format. Sometimes you don't have time to sit down and read a whole book, but you can read 
you know, I, I, I like to call it nuggets of truth because my kids used to love chicken nuggets. And so sometimes you want like a big meal that requires a knife and a fork and you're, you're in it for a while. And sometimes you just want to pop a chicken nugget in your mouth. And so yes. to me, devotionals are kind of like the, the chicken nuggets of, um, or like the happy meal of the spiritual <laughs> world. <laughs> I think that's a great analogy. <laughs> and so sometimes it is just that we are busy. We are running fast, especially parents and families. And so sometimes the, the devotional is just the right size for your family to get a little bit of truth and go on your merry way and be thinking about it, you know, during the day um, or at, at bedtime. I also love reading just something just to meditate, like right before you go to bed on just some mm-hmm. short, short, sweet truth. So I, I love both. I love writing. I've written, you know, actual like um, nonfiction books that kind of read like novels. I love that style of writing, but I also love just the short format of devotionals and the chicken nuggets of spirituality. Yes. <laughs> but I'm going to call that, that from now on. They really are. <laughs> like, I just need a chicken nugget. I just need a Bible nugget right now. That's there you so go. good. <laughs> so why should we read devotionals? Like, why should we spend that time with the Lord each day or thinking about those truths? What What's so important about doing that every day? I think just like grounding our hearts and minds on on Jesus. <laughs> I think I, you know, I when I get ready to write a book, I picture myself as a faucet, as weird as that sounds, and I will tie this in. But you know, like the faucet it doesn't have the water inside of itself. The faucet is just the vehicle that gets the water out. And so mm-hmm. I, you know, for us to live life to the fullest, for us to be able to help other people, for us to be able to make a positive difference in this world. We need the source that is love itself, that's that's God. And so we're these faucets and we need access to water. And so grounding our hearts and minds in God's word, on these devotional stories, on truth is is just how I've found I don't know another way to do it other apart from being in God's word and thinking about him and being aware mm-hmm. of him and praying. And and that's where that water, that source of water comes from. So for me, it's it's just a way to be connected to the source of, of hope and love and joy and, and all the fruits of the spirit. And devotional books are just a for me a great way to do that in a in a way that kind of fits in with the busyness of life. And then there's yeah. other times where I just want to linger over a passage in the Bible and and really go deep into something. But there's also times where it's just such a fast pace in life that a devotional really is just the right or the right size to be able to just set my mind on God. Yeah. I think whenever I'm reading a passage of scripture, I love I love studying it and learning. But I also love learning other perspectives of mm. how to interpret that verse or what's the context of that verse. And and I feel like devotionals are a great way to learn about that kind of stuff and to see yeah. how other people perceive the verse or the Bible passage or that biblical truth, learning from someone else and what their God is doing in their hearts is always so Absolutely. encouraging. And so yeah. I think devotionals are a great way to start a really good habit of spending time with the Lord each day. But also yeah. just it helps you to learn and go a little deeper. So I love that you've made this one for kids. So tell me a little bit more about the devotional. Like, what are some of the stories that we can expect to see if we were to get this book? So there's stories about all different kinds of animals. There's one about, um, there's even one about a chicken, um, about a horse named Mercy. There's stories in there about one that even 
it's a story that happened to him in our family, even though I, I, I changed the names just, I want to be obnoxious. So like, Oh, that's another Jen story. But, um, <laughs> but you know, it's something that happened when we lost our dog Bailey and, and how difficult that was in navigating those, those feelings of what happens when you lose a pet and how do you, mm-hmm. how do you start to deal with that? And so some of them deal with that. There's, there's one where a little boy was struggling with a lot of anxiety and he went and met a horse named Mercy and how Mercy became his courage is something that he um, told the the equine counselor he was working with. So a lot of stories about just kids being with animals and learning something either about themselves or about God. And all the stories start to run together between books one and two. <laughs> but mm-hmm. um, within within one of the books, there's a little girl that isn't feeling very confident about who she is. And, and she's kind of wanting to be like her other friends. And she meets a draft horse and um, who's in a herd with a bunch of racehorses. And uh, she notices that, you know, that horse isn't like the racehorses, but the farmer loves this draft horse because she can do other things and how special she is in the herd. And it's her uniqueness that makes her special. And so, you know, I think kids are going to relate to a lot of of those kind of ideas of what do you do when you feel different? What do you do when you feel really scared about something? Um, how can you process big, angry feelings and and having these animal teachers to help kind of show and guide. There's even cat stories in there. So all of our cat lovers, uh, <laughs> there's stories about cats because they can teach us stuff too. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. That's so good. I think this sounds like an incredible Christmas gift, you know, right around the corner. Yeah, yeah. I think this would be a great thing to get, especially if your kids don't already have a devotional just start them out the new year with this really good habit of spending time with the Lord and they get to read fun stories yeah. about animals. So <laughs> where can our listeners find out about your book and order it today? So um, it's it's conveniently available wherever books are sold. So Amazon is a great place to go. Um, my publisher, Tyndale, you can go to Tyndale.com, um, but it's in some Hobby Lobbies are carrying it. And so that, that could be a fun destination shopping. Go to Hobby Lobby, pick up yes. a book, some animal themed gifts and make like a little thing of it. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah, wherever, whatever your favorite bookseller is, um, you can get the book there. That's amazing. I love that. Really hope that our listeners will think about the kids in their life that might need a devotional and check out your book. I think it sounds awesome. Jen, before I let you go, I always ask my guests to tell me a memory from when they were a kid. So do you have a memory you want to share with us today? Okay. Well, I do. And it actually ties into Christmas. So um, I, as a as a young child, desperately wanted a puppy one year for Christmas or every year for Christmas. I wanted a puppy. I started off ironically terrified of dogs when I was about five years old, terrified of dogs, which is just so ironic to me. But um, I I had 10 seconds of bravery as a six-year-old child and approached my aunt and uncle's dog, Donnie. And that was all it took. He was a (laughs) sweet dog. I was like, oh, you're not a monster. So I overcame my fear. And then I wanted a puppy so badly. But my Precious parents, who I love so much, are both highly allergic to dogs um, and cat fur. Hence, I had a grasshopper. And so uh-huh. um, every Christmas, I would like, oh, maybe I'll just want a puppy. Maybe like maybe something will work out and I can have a puppy. So I would get up in the middle of the night, like 3, 4 a.m., and I would tiptoe into the family room and look under the tree to see if there was a puppy. 
spoiler alert, there never was. And so then oh. I would go back to bed <laughs> and I would just, I mean, I still loved Christmas. We had a great Christmas. It was wonderful. <laughs> but I, a little bit, I was like, well, what's the point? So my parents would have to wake me up every single Christmas morning, like, get up. We want to show you what we got you <laughs> because they didn't know that I was getting up in the middle of the night to see if there was a puppy under the tree. So, um, yeah, but it's okay. So I'll just to, you know, alleviate anyone's feeling sad, like don't feel sad for me. I had a great childhood, but we got Gracie on Christmas in 2016 or 17. I should know that. Um, she was a Christmas puppy. So I got to live out my fantasy of having the puppy under the tree and the whole nine yards. So she was worth the wait. (laughs) Did you get up at 3am to see if she was there? You know, I think we got her actually the day before Christmas. So I probably did still get up at 3am to take her outside to go potty. So, you you know, I did. Yes. Yes. Those puppy days. I remember those where you're like, again, you have to go again. Yeah. Yes. It's a good thing. God makes puppies really cute. (laughs) That's exactly right. When they destroy your favorite shoes Uh and wake you up in the middle of the night. Yep. That's I love it. Well, Jen, thank you so much for being on the Clyde Kids podcast today. This was so much fun. Yeah. And I hope lots of people will check out your book and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. I loved getting to chat with Jen today. It was so fun learning about all her animals and her bearded dragon. Oh my goodness. She said animals can teach us so many good things. They can teach us to be a good listener and to not take ourselves too serious and show us unconditional love, that it's okay to be ourself and animals can really help us express our true feelings. Many beautiful things that we can learn from animals. I also love that she said devotionals are the chicken nugget of spirituality. In other words, it's a great way for us to take a few minutes or a bite of something true to meditate on, to think about, and that helps us get through the day or helps us wind down at night. So if you're interested in starting a devotional, I think that would be such a great Christmas present for anyone that doesn't have something like that already, or maybe you need a new one. Definitely go check out Jen's book wherever you get your books. Well, now it's time for the kids only segment. This is the part of the show where you get to be on the podcast. So here is my friend, Bella. Why does everyone like Frosty the Snowman? Because he's cool. He is cool. Thanks, Bella. I like that joke. That was a good Christmas joke. Well, if you'd like to be like Bella and share your favorite joke or a Bible verse or song or a fun quote from a book or a movie, all you have to do is go to my website, collidekidspodcast.com and click the tab at the top that says kids only and you can record it right there. It's so easy and quick. You can find information about how to send it to me also through my social media. I'm on Facebook at the Collide Kids Podcast or on Instagram at Collide Kids Pod and I would love for you to follow me there. I post lots of fun things and you can learn more about upcoming guests and resources that are available to you. Well, if you'd like to support the podcast, there's a few ways you can do that. First, be sure to subscribe and follow this podcast and leave a rating and a review. That's super helpful. And it's such a great gift to get to read what you guys think about the show. You can also share this episode with friends and family and let them know why you and your family like to listen. Or you can go by my website and click the link that says support. And anytime you think about it, I always appreciate your prayer support as well. Well, the clock is ticking and I am so excited about the Christmas 
season coming up. And I have a very special Christmas episode that is coming out the day before Christmas. So be on the lookout for that. I think you're really going to enjoy that episode. We have one more episode before that. And then we're going to take a little break for the Christmas season and we will be back in 2024. So just a few episodes left this year, but some really great things coming your way. Well, in case no one has told you, I would love to be the first to remind you that God loves you so much. And Merry Christmas.